this is like you like I think the best comedians layer their jokes they have because who's your audience you have the drunks people who are really high you have the sophisticated people you have people who don't drink you know so you have a variety of people and you want to try to capture everybody right so it's yeah. like you have the little stuff for the drunks to laugh at and that's really kind of captures mm-hmm. in the moment you have the bigger picture stuff for the people who want to think about it then you have really overarching like threads mm-hmm. that connect everything together and just like the way like uh, in jokes I want to give uh, like a pause long enough for the people who are smart to get it before I say it so they're like satisfied with that but then I'm going to say yeah. it for everybody who doesn't get it and I'm going to say it in a funny voice yeah, so that, everybody's happy yeah that's just what I think now though that wolf. could probably change really, so. it's a wolf it's a wolf <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not even, that's, even, that's not even a wolf <laughs> so I love Zach's jokes um, well, hey we're, we're going to wrap up here because we, cool. we have a band coming in next but what, where are you performing next what's going uh, on with you I have a show Evans? at uh, I'm doing Delirium for Warhol's birthday awesome March 11th I'm on that too alright hell yeah hell yeah have a good time um, that's all I have right now uh, I just got I did a contest on, on Sunday at Cobbs it went really well so, oh great you know, a contest that, yeah it was uh, uh, There Goes a Neighborhood uh, who ever, books that I can't get on the show I have no idea to ask to get on that show uh, Jimmy it a, Earl I hope he doesn't a, hate me is, it, that out is there. it a bringer show Do you have it is a bringer show oh I've never show. done a bringer show yeah, I don't, yeah, have, any, I mean, I don't I w- have any friends I, no one will come for me yeah that's the thing well I think you know well not to say that I'm not funny but I think they also saw that I have a lot of people that I know outside of uh, comedy so like I could probably bring a lot of people which I did uh, which you know I wouldn't do bringer shows all the time but I'm, I'm new I mean I, I want to get my name out there I want an audience I want people to laugh and to show people that I'm funny so I'll take what opportunities I can at this point you know? Hell yeah. I don't think like I could be at this point I shouldn't be snobbish about where I perform you know it's like I just want to get on stage and try different stuff for the different types of people and like see what what's out there you know you got to see the world before you decide which part of it you want to exist in well let's book you for late March early April on a Pantastics oh awesome so that you have something else coming up that you That'd can look forward to we'll We'll get that done in the interim. We have a we have a band coming up next. I was at an amazing show um, at Bottom of the Hill. It was an afternoon show. If you ever hear that Subliminal SF is doing a show, a barbecue show, mm-hmm. you must go. It costs only ten dollars, and the barbecue was worth more than ten dollars. Like they had they had like eight kinds of meat. It was so good. Oh, wow. And there were four bands, and one of them was War Bison, and I fucking love War Bison. They're local. And Birth Defects, another band that I just love. But outside, passing around flyers i ran in to a nice man from a band called i'm gonna pull it up here i'm gonna remember it's the it's like the the somethings where is it i don't see the thing and i'm looking for it no i sound dumb uh the they're gonna be in here in a second and then we'll know what the band name is because i am a terrible terrible host but it's not fair i've been i've been burning the candle you're an amazing host oh thanks i've been trying to get people to come to the mutiny Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 5th. It's only a week away. The band is called These Bastards. These Bastards are going to come in next and, and talk to me on some Call Me Tim. But, uh, Kelly, this was really great. Thank you for having me. I had no idea, like, your sordid past. You look, I've always, as I've seen you and met you the past couple months, I just saw you as this really stand-up, completely together guy. And not that past addiction makes anyone any different than yeah. that. But just, I see you as this, like, you, like, you present really put together. Yeah. So that's unusual for comedians, because usually they're just piles of dog shit. <laughs> I mean, Zach Wiseman was in here, so, no, I'm kidding, I love Zach Wiseman. Uh, that's a lot. But, <laughs> but, um, 
it's hey because usually and you're you're a nice well put together guy go see kelly Thank evans everybody much. go yeah. like him on can they they can follow facebook, you on the instagram yeah, facebook and the, instagram kel e man with underscores in between the kel and the e and the e and the man i know that's a where, lot where can we see you do your where can we experience your sommelier excellence do you want uh, to tell us that you want to keep that a secret yeah no that's fine i, I work at a wine bar in hayes valley called birba it's b-i-r-b-a small little place fun it's low cost it's just like we have good food and good wine and it's not like super expensive so come by we'll that have a good time great monday nights 15 percent off bottles baby yeah why don't you start an open mic there i want to actually it's a little small or not an open mic a, a backyard a showcase a yeah showcase. i want to do a showcase in the backyard which is really nice pretty large but i'm still putting that together it probably won't like the, the summer, weather when needs it gets to, warmer yeah exactly I'm but you've got like the time April. oh my god that would be great oh i mean, i forgot to mention i'm also hosting uh, watch and learn this saturday oh so. fantastic so i'll be here this saturday and uh yeah hopefully we'll get a awesome. funny comedians i'll i'll probably be here too running, <laughs> running your instagram thank you so much kelly evans I, I wish you luck with uh, starting your own showcase that what and that would be so great to have a new venue to do something like that especially with like hayes valley nothing's going on in hayes valley yeah not that i know of yeah i don't think so, so. and that and there's tons of people that live there yeah. so you have a built-in audience perfect yeah yeah we yeah. have a, a following at the place too so you know yeah. a lot of people are regulars uh thank you very much yeah thank you so seriously. much have a great rest of your day yeah you too Pam. uh everybody we're gonna bring these bastards in in just a second enjoy the weird sound of um, the our background uh, CD. This is some Call Me Tim here on Mutiny Radio. We're going to be right back with these bastards.
yeah, that was these bastards. That was off old and pissed. Uh, they're in the studio right now here on the second hour of Some Call Me Tim. Hi. Hi. Uh, so you guys are playing tomorrow night, Thursday, February 21st at the Elbow. I didn't know there was an Elbow Room in Oakland. I thought yes. it was just the one that closed here. Nope. That one opened, I don't know, about a year about before, a year before the one closed. I think uh, that was... Uh, it used to be called the Nightlight, I yeah, think? Yeah, it used to be called the Nightlight. Ah. Yeah. And I, th- I think he opened that because he knew that the one in SF was was on a limited, you know. Right, right. That was going <laughs> to be, end, yeah. soon it would be uh, more condos because that's exactly that's, that's exactly what we need in the mission yeah. is we need Eventually. to push out artists and just bring in more condos so that untalented, boring people can just ruin our city. Uh, they can be gaps. <laughs> <laughs> nothing but condos. Nothing but condos. They as far can make as gaps I can see. and live in condos and yeah. have $4 coffees. Right, I know. I, I can't I, believe $4 coffees. Do it. They don't even have alcohol in them. I I don't spend $4 on a drink unless it has alcohol in it, right? right. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. $4 Um, drink's hard to come by now, too. You're not getting one of those, either. It's like a $4 (laughs) cup of coffee. $4 cup of coffee? What's happening in this world? Uh, That's talking about. I'm sure it's much more than that now. I know, yeah, I know, I know. it's it's fresh drip press action. I know, and I buy it for five ninety nine a pound at Gross Out. So it's like, why would I spend nice. four dollars on a cup? <laughs> yeah. Thursday, February twenty first, Elva Room at Jack London Square in Oakland. Empty yeah. people, these bastards, and that ship has sailed. It sounds like a poem, just in the band names that <laughs> yeah, are yeah, playing. Yeah. And also added is a violent opposition. Violent. Unfortunately, opposition. Uh, Invertebrae was on the bill, but uh, this week let us know that they couldn't do it and so mm. we did a mad scramble and found a great band called Violent Opposition yeah. friends of ours they rock yeah. Yeah. and they will fucking bring it yep. oh excuse me no I think no, no you can swear you can say fucking you can fucking fuck swear the whole time you can you can say fuck the police for a whole hour if you want I don't I don't care you can, the last time you can, no, oh maybe we were on the last time we were on the radio I guess it was like radio, radio, so we couldn't. Right, we yeah, had to yeah. Watch our language. Exactly, yeah. and they put it on a delay too, so that people can't. So they can beep know. us. Yeah. <laughs> so how long has these bastards been together as a band? Year and a half. That's not that long. Maybe. Not that long. No. I mean, we kind of were figuring thing out, things out for a while, but like actively, like a year. About a year. Yeah. Yeah. Actively, about a year. Yeah. Just a little over a year. I think we found our singer uh, last February, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sounds about right. And were you all in different bands, and this was a side project that then everyone said, ah, this is the project? Or how did that all shake uh, down? I Well, actually, Alex and I were in a band briefly. How long ago was that? A couple of years ago. I don't even yeah. remember. It was a uh, band called Fastbender, and we were together for about a little, a little under a year. Yeah, we, we only played two shows. <laughs> Made a demo and then it just kind of Fizzled. died of the lack of its own momentum. <laughs> and then uh, we were all doing other things. And the band I was in before this with the drummer, our drummer Tommy that we have now, just kind of wasn't working out. And one day Tommy and I were like, we should ask Alex if he wants to do a new thing and just try something else. And he did. And I thought I asked you. Did you ask me? I don't think. I was it gonna... might have been one of those like serendipitous things where Tommy <laughs> yeah. and I were talking about it, and then you were like, "Hey, we should do something." And then you and said, like, well, "Well, I got a drummer." <laughs> yeah. We could just you know, we just finished this other band. I, I think and so that might have been. It all kind of came together. And then you found the singer, who's and, a friend of the and drummer. And then yeah, uh, we just like. So and I also knew. Yeah. There's a weird thing with the drummer and the singer. I actually knew both of them, but I didn't know that I knew them. Yeah. Until I saw them again. 
And you guys are crazy thrash. You guys are like thrash metal. Would you consider yourself thrash metal? What would you call yourself? There's, yeah. I mean, I just I usually say hardcore just because it's all-encompassing and you sure. don't yeah. have to you know I don't know covers a lot of I, I, there's elements of a lot of stuff box, but yeah. I, I'd call us like hardcore fastcore I mean I mean there's, there's elements of everything you know everything yeah. that's heavy you know yeah. we like all everything sorts of heavy, heavy. Stuff, so. everything yeah. but st- we don't really do any like sto- slow stoner type stuff you, yeah, more psych stuff rock. we don't really right. do that but sure. we definitely yeah. do more high energy kind of stuff I think yeah we almost did some psyche stuff but then it got 86 It did. <laughs> As a group, you were like, it's not heavy enough. Well, Come on. It, it was just, I don't know. Maybe it didn't feel right. <laughs> it wasn't feeling right. What, so what, what are your influences? It sounds like you guys are all over the map. That's anything heavy. What's the, um, what would you say you're like, the things, and maybe not even your influences, stuff you like to listen to outside your own band? Um, I mean... Well, that's definitely something different than what this band would be about. I mean, yeah. we, I think we all have varied tastes all across the board. Because you love ABBA, and that has nothing to Not. do with well, <laughs> I mean, my, my, my favorite band is actually, my favorite bands are They Might Be Giants and Devo. That's so cool. So, <laughs> the sun is a mass of incandescent oh, yeah. gas, a molecular burning yeah. with don't get me started. hydrogen, <laughs> that are heated to millions of degrees. Yep. I love They Might Be Giants. Oh, that was one of the awesome. first bands that I ever connected with because I was I'm old. Um, Nickelodeon had just started in the day. I'm, I'm yeah, 44. welcome to the club. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're I mean we're all the same kind of age. I was I'm yeah. 44 years old and so okay. I was watching. We, we've got you beat. Oh, no, you, you really? Beat. You yeah. do? You guys oh, look. You guys. Yeah. You guys look young. You Listen look good for your age. <laughs> but there was. Remember when They Might Be Giants was on Nickelodeon? It was yeah. like they had a. It was. It wasn't MTV because I wasn't allowed to watch MTV because it was like all at that time it was all like girls in bikinis washing cars and like she's my cherry pie and my parents were oh, like yeah. that's hypersexualized and we don't agree with it and so but on Nickelodeon they had all of these they might be giants like yeah. songs and videos and they had those cartoon videos I remember they I feel great. like I would like that band I, I don't really know that. You would. I, kind I, I of, don't know. It's hard. They, his, his voice is kind of whiny. Their voice, it, that sound is kind of, but it, you get used to it. It's like Rush, okay. you know? I it like is, Rush. It, yeah. <laughs> I and love Rush. I, I do too. Uh, it's hard though. When you, you gotta go, go there, to Getty, you go a lot of places. <laughs> you gotta go to Getty Lee Land, but you don't have to. You either like to go to Getty Lee Land or, or you, you just don't. don't. Yeah, right. you either get it it's or you just like yeah. yeah. They might be giants is similar, and and it's I think also um, Elvis Costello. I always really resonated with him when I was younger. I like That's, Elvis Costello. He's alright. Yeah, 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 I don't have like a hundred albums, but yeah, My Name Is True is pr- pretty much a classic. I like that guy. So um, tell me about your your. So who's your so. Top, top three things you like to listen to right now. Oh, geez. Right now, a lot of, um, okay, g- generally, 70s guitar rock. Generally, All right. Generally, Frank Zappa. Oh, wow. When Time I, signature changes. Yeah. Fuck and me. Then, and when recently, I think of Alex, I think of Frank Zappa. <laughs> recently, in the last couple of weeks, oh, well, I'm not going to mention that one, but Voivod, recently, just because I've just discovered their new album, um, and, and really liking it. Keep so. giving it proggy. Yes, keep proggy. proggy. So like and Deep sci-fi. Purple. You know, I'm not a Deep Purple fan, actually. I, they're no. one of the bands I, I don't completely dig from yeah. that era. Um, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, uh, you know, Thin Lizzy, all that, you know, all that sure. the guitar rock Never yeah. stuff, Thin Lizzy you know? myself. I know the other two guys, since uh, they can't be represented today, uh, but they're both big fans of the Dead Milkman and <gasps> Mojo Nixon. You guys are all over the map. Yeah, we're yeah. all over the place. And then, but this, and how do you take those varied 
things from your own life and then create this sound together that's very like heavy and fa- who's writing the lyrics let me start there that's leech. all leech yeah our singer leech he that's writes the him. lyrics it's a lot of his inspirations are like a lot of occult stuff uh, mixed with like western philosophy and huge criticism of what's happening in this area. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> yeah. I love that. You guys are going to be playing with War Bison coming up soon. And I yes. love that song that they sang that's on their new album that's all about what 45 is doing. And it's like, don't stop. I love it's like I, it's it's I never know what what Dwayne's really saying but I I feel I get the feeling in my heart no we're and super yeah. excited to be playing with them uh, we're yeah. doing two shows actually with them in March we're right. doing a double header we're gonna spend uh, Friday night the 8th up in Sacramento oh wow at the Veterans Hall yeah and Fair Oaks actually uh, Fair Oaks Fair excuse o- me it's Fair Oaks is a really neat place because they have um, their town allows roosters to roam free and chickens in the streets really yes and so in Fair Oaks, <laughs> it's so weird. They have some restaurants and they have trees in the back and you can sit outside in these restaurants and the chickens are just allowed to live in the fucking trees. Hell yeah. And like I roosters it. everywhere. It's Fair Oaks is a weird place. Yeah. Y'all got to come down to Fair Oaks and rock <laughs> yeah. with us on the 8th. <laughs> the chickens. It's an awesome, uh, it's awesome spot. It's very, it's, it, it is a veterans hall and, yeah. uh, where you play is one room, and right next door is a bar. Nice. Yeah, where all the Winning. old like VFW hall <laughs> yeah. members are sitting at the bar Super and drinking. Super fun. Sacto Kids rule. They're so fun, and they love yeah. music like we do, and we all we have a good time every time we go up there. So we're happy War Bison's Absolutely. coming with us. Yeah. And then the next night, uh, it's their record release show at Parkside, and we were lucky oh, enough yes. to be invited to play there. Yeah, um, War Bison record release. Yep. With Cold Claw and Grossero. Yep. And there was March rumors 9th. from one of the members in War Bison that they were going to be playing a new new song, which they felt was their most hardcore song yet. Okay. Let's Oof. see what happens. <laughs> and they do a Sounds lot like of a time. Challenge. They do a lot of time signature changes as well. I, I've that's one of the things that when you mentioned Zappa, I'm like. It's hard to do as a, for, I mean, I don't understand sometimes, Bancy, I'm a stand-up comedian, so for me, it's like, I have a routine, and I practice it, and I'm up on stage by myself, so I can't really fuck up, but you guys are together doing something, all four of you, and that sort of amazes me that you can have drastic changes in where you were going, and you stop, and it's like, is it completely memorized? Are you feeling off each other? Like, is it all about the rehearsal? Do you all write the songs together so that it's just ingrained in your body by a point? Or, I mean... I mean, it's not, not even anything that specific. It's all of that stuff. Some parts we go on feel or we just kind of watch each other to know what to do. Some of, a lot of, Most of it's just memorized. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. you play it over and over until you're in sync. But I, I don't know. I think, like... Stand-up comedy is probably harder. No, you actually have a talent. <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> you can play an instrument. You know, I mean, that's no. You I, could define talent in a lot of ways, but yeah, we're hiding behind our instruments. Yeah, I have three <laughs> other people. And we're loud. <laughs> yeah, but it's you're loud. We don't have to hear anything until we stop. But you got to hear the silence. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's that, hard. That's, I don't know how that's, they, comedians do that. Yeah, you're on an island by yourself. I don't, I mean, maybe talent isn't the word, but it definitely takes fortitude to <laughs> yeah. stand up in front of a group of people and just like, and it's all you. This is like your material, you know, I've, you know, if something is screwed up, I don't know. I can yeah. blame those other guys. <laughs> have you, have you ever fucked up so egregiously in a show where you're just like, fuck me. I can't, well, I, what do you do? You just keep going or you what do you, ideally going. you keep going. Well, I mean, that's really what it is, is with experience. And I think most musicians will agree is that over time you learn to make those mistakes, you know, because they happen. They're going to sure. happen as much mm-hmm. as you practice. Either it could be a technical problem where you're just not on your game or whatever it is. It's going to happen. And the whole thing is recovering. I mean, being a musician mm. is really yeah. just about doing that. And Alex, Alex videos every show. So one of the cool things is um, we get to see what our mistakes look like from the other side. Mm, so you break it down like football gameplay day. Almost. I mean, <laughs> well, you know, the big thing is when you're up in front of people and you make a mistake, you feel like everybody notices and it sounds terrible and oh my god, I ruined the song. Then you go back to the the video, and it's not even noticeable most of the times. Mm. So you do that enough times, and you get to realize that like one mistake isn't gonna really fuck anything up, and you just go with it and trust yourself yeah, yeah. more. And as long as you keep the energy up, you know you, you're always gonna have a good show. If you're having fun, I think everybody else is having fun. What's the worst gig you've ever played? Oh, with this band or in general? Uh, let's say with this band, because you're pretty new, which means that you must yeah. have had already just some... I think we would agree on one specific show was it specifically the, for us. The Bindlestiff show? No, not oh. at all. I thought one, that was fun. One, two, three, four, go? Yeah. Oh. It was like our second show. Mm. We were playing with all these bands we love. Yeah. And it was just really uh. tight. It was basically, what, like five, four, five, five... Four or five bands in two hours. Oh my so lord! It was really three rushed songs. to get going. Three songs. Is that and all you got? And no, then, no, no. We no, just. We're... I think we were just not in our best form. You know, they were just maybe a little nervous. Sharing a drums. Tight. Did you have sharing, sharing amps? Drums, sharing drums. Sharing drums. Yeah. Sharing amps. Sharing amps wasn't yeah. a problem. I, I think it was just tough, and the space was new to us, and it, 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 it was, was just one of those things. You know, yeah. I don't think it was anything specific. Yeah, it's just it wasn't our best show. It was, it was our second show. Yeah. There, there was a, a friend's band. Uh, was touring from Japan mm. and we really wanted to play with them and so one of our friends in another local band uh, one of um, Alex's uh, bandmates from his other band Conquest for Death uh, put this show together so that this Japanese band could play with all the bands that they played with in Japan and that they got to that know they were friendly with sure so they put us on but they as a, and they still had a show that night it benders oh yeah they so had this, a bender show so they had we had to end at a certain time to get them over there sure yeah so just like a lot of pressure it was only our second show we didn't have the on stage rapport we have now or the confidence that we have now so it didn't you know yeah it wasn't I don't know. It wasn't great. It what, was, yeah. <laughs> what keeps you guys going? Because you're not, you don't get paid that. I mean, you, have, to, you have real jobs, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we have guarantees. We have, Usually oh, it's yeah, like well, 2K. No, he's kidding. Okay. We don't make money. <laughs> but do you have, do you have day jobs? And what keeps you like jobs. involved in, I mean, because it takes a long time to be in a band. It's not just finding bookings yeah. or traveling to places or being on tour, but it's also the rehearsal and having a rehearsal mm-hmm. space and having that the time money. to do that. Yeah. And that yeah. costs money. And yeah. so like, 
you must really love music. I mean, or what's like, what's keeping you guys going? I mean, I'm ta- what I'm talking about is like the music industry as a larger scene now. And right. it used to be that, Hey, you're amazing. And we love your sound and we're going to give you a record deal. And now we're going to take care of your bookings and we're going to take care of your promotion. Right. But yeah. that sort of doesn't exist anymore. It's like everyone's their own maverick and you've got to have your SoundCloud and you, right. you sort of book your own shows. And yeah, uh, I mean, we've all been doing that for so long. Like, we've yeah, I think it's just what we do. Yeah, we've been playing punk hardcore bands since, I mean, Alex, since, I mean, all of us since the 80s, probably. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is when I started this, you weren't going to make any money anyway. Uh, so I never had that idea at all. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I had already decided the kind of music I was going to do was going to be what I wanted to do regardless. And so it wasn't going to be necessarily a money-making project, right? Uh, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, there's just forms of music where you could, you could possibly have done it then. And it's going to be a lot harder now, obviously. But, you know, you could have. I mean, you know, when metal became the thing right gone full metal and maybe got a metal band that was doing pretty well you know mm. i don't know yeah but we just do because we love it and we can't help ourselves yeah oh wow and we well, love other answer. bands and we love meeting new people and we love meeting people that are excited about music they're just excited yeah. as we are and want to have a fucking good time you know i mean it's a weird thing here. too because like obviously it'd be awesome to like play music for a living but at the same time like i don't want this to be a job I don't want to feel like a job Uh you know what I mean like this is a release from my job you know this is uh, just something we do you know the job pays for us to be in a band essentially that's the band is the job then I don't know I when I was when I when I first went to college um I I there was um this jazz band that was basically a class. You try out for the band, but you you got graded on it, and it was you know yeah, you units, had a, yeah. attendance rules and everything like a regular class. Um, and I hated it. I hated it so much. I didn't want playing music to be a grade. I didn't want it to be a class. I didn't want it to feel like work. It was supposed to be something I enjoyed. And ever since then, that's been my attitude about music. Like I don't want music to be work. I want it to be the opposite. Work is one thing, music is another, and they the, never the twain shall meet. But <laughs> what if what if there was a society where you could do anything you wanted, and you didn't have to have a day job? Would you choose? You'd be like, well, music all day long. Yeah, I mean, maybe I don't know. I like the idea. I, I just don't know how it would really be. You know, to do that. I mean, I think yeah. part of the reason I love it so much is because I'm always. F- like trying to find time for it because right? you, you're hungry you know, for hungry it for you have it, right? to be hungry and for so it, how yeah. about if it's like every day all the time I don't know if I would love it as much I feel like there's still a lot of discovery because there's so much I want to do but who knows if my passion really goes that far yeah what did you what did you bring here CD wise I brought, I brought I brought one part of the alphabet <laughs> <laughs> I brought a pile of stuff too it started out with a Japanese band called Vivisec and then it ended up being a bunch of V's so I also bought, bought a Violent Opposition CD and a Brazilian thrash band called Violator wow so who's how... gonna be in the States in July down in LA what, we're making, what, um, how do you find, how do you find your music? Are you constantly on the search for like metal? Do you, you have a lot of CDs? Are they old CDs? Are you buying new CDs? Is it all online now? Are you just looking on Spotify or SoundCloud and putting in new metal bands? And I mean, what do you, is it friends of friends say, did you hear about Violator or whatever? And then you listen and. I think you found Violator on tour, right? Yeah. 
these bands that I brought up right now were because of tour. Oh, okay. And honestly, I am super overwhelmed by the amount of music that's out there. I can barely keep track. Um, I rely on friends that turn me on to stuff, other yeah. bands that turn me on to stuff. Well, in Alex's case, too, if I can speak for you, like he, his old band, Conquest for De- Death, toured a lot, and they toured the world, and they, they've been in places like Brazil and Mongolia and Australia, and so and he has exposure work? to music that a lot of people don't in, other, in our part of the world, so he has like a whole different you know, conduit to that stuff. Was that a, a sponsored us- tour? Because, or did you, your band pay for it? Sponsored by hours of work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Uh, they're, they're completely giant losses. Oh. In fact, we mostly decided to play in places where people had no money and we would definitely not make money. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but the adventures are great. And, sure. you know, the, the thing I, I, I got out of most of all was first meeting some of the greatest guys I've ever met playing music with uh, and then secondly is going to other um, countries and experiencing culture like no other way you know sure. there's nothing like being connected immediately once you're there through the music right, right. Um, and then through places the places to stay <laughs> meeting people you know things like that because you can travel somewhere but there's no there's no guarantee you're going to meet someone local or be able to come, go to the house for dinner or hang out with their friends and family and, and find out what's really going on sure. as opposed to being a tourist and just kind of, you know, getting the tourist view, right? Right. So Right. Paying for the tourist experience, which yeah. feels so safe. Um, <laughs> grab me, pick a CD and tell me to play something. We'll play, we'll play one of your, do, one of your songs. Let's do Violent Opposition like. since we're playing oh, with yeah, them yeah, tomorrow. Oh, yeah, yeah. we these guys. And this is... Uh, there's a lot of tracks to pick from, so <laughs> yeah, they're hey. probably very short. Yeah, all very short yeah great. They Let's see uh, the names of some of these. Okay. This is Violent Let's Opposition. See. Yeah, Buddha's Enlightenment, awesome. Synchronized Circle Pit, Fracking, Love It, Competitive Pride. Oh man, <laughs> these guys are speaking my language here. It's almost like the, it's a, it's more it's just uh, beautiful poetry. So this is uh, Violent Opposition. Let's. Uh, uh, from give 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 the, the dates area. again. Give the dates again. Of, so it's tomorrow, February twenty first. Empty people, these bastards. Violent opposition. That ship has sailed. And then yes. the eighth. Uh, the eighth is uh, War at Bison. Veterans Hall in uh, Fair Oaks with uh, good shit. War Bison, Legion of Malice, Control All Delete, and one other. And it's uh, Jorge's birthday bash. He's turning twenty six. He's a promoter oh. up there. Yeah. And it should be a rocking show. And the next night, the night 9th of March at Parkside. I'm definitely going to be at that show. It's going to be fun. For the War by Sin record release. Yep. Uh, with Grisero and Cold Claw. We'll start here with the synchronized circle pit. This is what my, my boyfriend likes to do the Licking running the into people pit. and hurting them. At the, and I'm like, Stop. and it's what he loves. He loves metal and he'll go out and he'll do. And I can't usually go to shows with him because I don't like to see him get hurt uh, and he'll come home and he'll be like, I had so much fun. And I'm like the bruises on his body. And then the next day he'll be like, I'm so sore. And I'm like, you get no sympathy. Yeah. You did it to yourself. I saw you on the synchronized circle pit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. 
does violent opposition here on mutinyradio.fm. I am joined right now by these bastards playing hey. with violent opposition tomorrow, right. Thursday, February 21st at the Elba Room in Jack London Square, Oakland. Yep. What? Uh, how much are tickets and where do people get them at the door? They can get them on Eventbrite. What can they do? Yeah, door. Ten bucks. Door's ten bucks. Ten bucks, that's it? I think so. Yeah. Four great bands for ten bucks. Two fifty a band. How can people not go? I mean, you're missing is, out. It's, yeah. Don't go. Even if you come from the city, like it's really easy to get to yeah. by be, via BART. So you're gonna spend twenty bucks to get there and back. Ten but you know, ten dollars to get there. Ten dollars for the show. The drinks are like. They're fair. Okay. Fair, fairly priced drinks. There well, the go. Elbow Room, that was one of the things I always appreciated about the Elbow Room in San Francisco is they had... Great happy hour. Great happy hour till 9 o'clock uh, every yeah. night. Yeah. It yeah. was so great. You that, could get a $3... the latest happy hour in town the, that I can think of. I can't remember Yeah, one. 9 o'clock. That's, yeah, it's usually like a 6 end, right? I like, think I didn't spend enough time at the Elbow Room. Yeah. yeah. They had, it was, it was great. And the downstairs area was so cool and the upstairs area was so great for lots... And they did all kinds of different events. I did so many literature events Matt? there. Do you know Matt? No, I don't know oh, Matt. Okay. He's one of he's one of the owners and he always uh, would post like bad reviews of the elbow room. And they were hilarious. Like <laughs> these Yelp so reviews. Funny. They were hilarious. Man. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, they were great. I, do, I love bars that have like a separate show space like that too. Like the Hemlock. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God bless room. its soul. I miss yeah. the Hemlock already. Great. Yeah. That was a great spot. But Jack London Elbow Room is the same thing. It has yeah, upstairs. It has the same sort of vibes. Separate uh, upstairs. Uh, the bars were right. The difference is the bars right there, right? Like yes. at Hemlock, you can actually go outside, so they have right. a bar at the uh, back. It's about the same size, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's about the same size. Yeah. So it feels really full. Yeah. I always and then that. the separation yeah. is a whole nother bar downstairs. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Place like that are great. So yeah. the other um, you brought, you wanted to talk about oh, Octo- oh Octopulpa. Octopulpa. Uh, this guy. Um, JP. Yeah, he's kind of a one-man band. He he played drums in a band called My Man Mike from Korea, even though he's from France originally, lives in Korea, does this band called Octopulpa, and uh, he plays drums, and all the other tracks are pre-recorded. He played them, but recorded them separately, and has like a video running as he plays, and all the drums, uh, all the... Everything he does on the drums triggers what the tracks are going to do. So he's a computer programmer as well as an incredible drummer. So he's programmed the drums so that, like, uh, somehow or another, his computer recognizes certain drum patterns. Oh. And it sets off that sequence. Whoa. So Um, it's like instead of having the multiple pedal board in front of him where you, like, press the looping station, you go, boof, and you know that that, you're, like, pressing to loop it. Yeah. The drums trigger it in the computer. It's like, he's, like, has AI on his side. He's, like. Basically. Well, it's listening for a pattern that he's going to play, and then once it hears it, it sends off the uh, the sequence. Right. Which is a portion of the song or maybe a whole song, right? Yeah. And then, so there's video playback of, as this music's going, of him playing bass and guitar guitar and whatever else while he's playing live drums and singing. It's like old school four track except sort of live. Yes. And yes. like way more sophisticated. Way yeah. more sophisticated. <laughs> and he has different singers from all over the world singing different parts of the songs. Yeah. And they're uh, in the videos and uh, it's quite know, incredible. How did you it, find this guy? On tour. How did you- <laughs> on tour. So you were well, in we had- Brazil? No. In Korea. That's Korea. where he's from. He's yeah. Belgian, I think. He's 
I think he's Belgian. Or maybe he's French. I'm sorry. Maybe he's French. Anyway, he lives in Korea. And then, so when we were touring in Korea, he helped set up our tour, that part of the tour. So, yeah. And then that's when we discovered My Man Mike. Right. Oh, actually, no. We discovered My Man Mike. They came here and played, and that's how we met him. And then he set up our tour in Korea. We hung out with him there. And then he came over, you know, with this thing. In the small world of punk, like... Alex's old band played with them. My old band happened to play with my man Mike as well, and so we knew him from different avenues. And then, which is another great band. You gotta check them if you <laughs> like heavy music. My man Mike, yeah, out they're of great. South Korea, incredible. Yeah, um, South incredible fast yeah. core that will rip your face off. Yeah, I guess it does it if you can't understand what people are saying lyrically, anyways. And it's like do a you? sonic set. Do you? It doesn't. Well, do you? Sometimes, yeah. sometimes I do. But that's the thing is, I could listen to Japanese punk. And it might sound the same as not sound the same, but the vocals like well, sometimes the it's hard to understand. Of it, you know, yeah. I mean, because with heavy music, a lot of it is just this heavy sound, and sure. it's not necessarily the word; it's right. just the sound. Which yeah. is, uh, this was the strategy I used with my old band, um, which had lyrics half in Cantonese, which was the ah, idea. That's cool. Which was the idea that it didn't matter because when you're singing heavy music like that, most of the times you don't understand everything anyway. And so. do you? have a huge following of, of old Cantonese ladies like on the bus like the 30 Stockton do you just want to like you know, play it really I, loud I wish I did I think that band was maybe 10 years before it's oh. time you know uh, no we had no following it was great <laughs> uh, no no we, 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 we made some connections uh, but that band never really got anywhere I mean I don't think I think also the music of what we were doing was a little bit out of people's I don't know, it's out of the box, I guess. You know? Sure. It was heavy music, but it was all over the place. So. Yeah. Well, this I, we're going to listen to song number five here, which is cool. uh, Where's My Tooth? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'd like to know. I, <laughs> I, I, I really, this guy hits like all the bases. Like the, he's humorous, but like the music's still intense. The live show is amazing, but it's not a gimmick. It, it's musically really, really. It's well really good. Done. Yeah, it's yeah. not just a gimmick. And and then he's got this weird, mysterious thing with the octopus mask. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, let's check him out. Uh, Octopulpa here.
Ashley Toledo. That's a one-man <laughs> band right yeah. there. Octopulpa. One of my favorite bands of the past few years that I've discovered. And completely entertaining. I yeah. mean, you will be mesmerized seeing him. I, I, we played with them on a Wednesday, I think, and then uh, realized he was playing the next night, a Thursday night at uh, the Knockout. And I had already had plans that night, but I like moved heaven and earth to make sure I could see him again because it was just so awesome the first night. Yeah, How, I mean, you guys love music. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean it's. I mean it's. That, what else and, are you gonna do? But yeah, what else are you gonna do with your life? This is Vivisic. Tell us a little bit about this. Uh, set the apathetic on fire. <laughs> They're a band out of Japan. They rock. <laughs> they just broke up last year, I believe, unfortunately, after many years, probably like 20 oh, years. Yeah, they've been around a long yeah, time. Yeah, they've been around a long time. Uh, again, another band met on tour. They're fantastic. Their live show is incredible. They played uh, here last year at Metro. Was that last year or two years ago? It might have been two years ago. Two years, I think. Ago. Two years ago uh, at the Metro. For like the release of their last record, I yeah, think. Yeah, that was on Tank Crimes. Yeah. A local There's, label. I, I don't think I've ever heard. I've, seen a band from Japan that wasn't great like they just know how to do it yeah I don't know what it is Japan uh, yeah. we're gonna start here with alarm chain handle on opposite wall all right because <laughs> I love the name of that yeah great. Um, again this is sick. we'll play a couple songs because I gotta go potty and then oh. we'll be right back here with these bastards on mutiny radio thank you guys for listening and go see them tomorrow night Thursday February 21st at the elbow room Jack London Square it's only a $10 show come on you guys like what are you doing with your lives it's a Thursday <laughs> go out like I'm stoked I'm not booked tomorrow night so I'm like I'm going out but <laughs> in Oakland and I'm trying to keep my boyfriend safe because he's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna I'm so concerned oops CD1 
you enjoyed Vivisec right there. You were saying um, off air that there's a weird connection between Brazil and Japan musically. You want to talk about that for a second? You know, I'm not exactly uh, completely knowledgeable, but, but what I do know is that I believe in the 80s, a lot of workers from Brazil went over to Japan to work in the auto industry. And there's some sort of industry connection going the other way as well. Japanese people that end up in Brazil because... I'd actually made a couple of connections where um, I met this guy in Japan, and then, um, but he was Brazilian, and he ended up back in Brazil. And um, I didn't see him again when we were in Brazil, but we did talk and stuff. And then there was uh, there was other people that had that same connection. So you can look that up probably, you know, and see that there is some sort of uh, connection through work, and then now. Uh, families have been created <laughs> yeah, and there's a, now, yeah and there, there's a there's a by um country kind of thing this is another uh japanese band horse and deer yeah i love this band i love the art on the cover of this yeah. it's hilarious they're super fun got a drunk punk rocker with a bottle on the sand washed up on with the classic japanese thing with the wave yeah and then you got a big giant squid who's gonna eat him yeah and a whale on the back <laughs> i love the art for this but these guys are just i don't know high energy crazy fun wacky one one of the best bands i've ever and, seen play and live. you guys basically just brought stuff of like these are people we'd want to play with or that that we like? Like you like? Well, actually, I just went from one part of the alphabet. So. Oh, okay. Sorry. So it was like, here are these little ones. <laughs> Sorry, I started on D like and it. stayed there. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is Horse and Deer. I'd tell you the name of the song, but it's in Japanese. I'm digging the Japanese language there with the 
with the crazy lyrics and who knows what he's saying, but yeah. I like the cadence of his voice. Right um, hey guys, you really need to go see uh, these bastards tomorrow. How did you guys come up with the name before we play a track off of your... I don't know. We have no freaking... Just... We went through so many... The list is ridiculous. In fact, yeah, I, should, give us something... I should bring that list one day to next another one of these interviews. We just go through the whole thing. Oh my yeah, God. You, do you remember any of them? Like some of the, just, just the I, poor I, ideas that you had? Don't. Yeah. Creep dick. Oh, that's great. <laughs> no, 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 I don't know. That sounds like a That was kind of a funny. joke one. I don't know. There was a lot um, of joke ones. There was a lot of joke ones, yeah. I don't but remember. But Nice Guys was the original. Nice Guys was the one we were going to go well, with. that's so ironic. That's people so funny. Out. People talked us out of it. Yeah, we would because we were all Friends stoked on Nice Guys. We, nice we were making logos. We immediately like got into it and made all this, you know, got ideas for artwork and stuff and our friends we would tell them the name and they'd be like really uh, the, the reaction like was, it was too internal maybe yeah. Yeah, but they didn't like, get the irony of like nice guys and then the sound it's your sound is so heavy that people wouldn't normally equate nice guys with such a heavy sound that's I, funny to me that's I, like yeah. it, kind of it changes the expectations and it sort of flips it and there's humor there I'm all about humor yeah. <laughs> but we're also uh, nice guys <laughs> yeah it's also really, it was just kind of descriptive yeah <laughs> But these bastards. But these yeah. bastards. That one just happened one day. Yeah. Uh, who came up with it? Nobody in particular. Someone I think just went. Somebody just said it. Somewhere. Yeah. Well, and then we were all like, Yeah. Uh, it just hit that thing. Yeah, that could be a bad name. It's yeah. A bad it's name. a funny bad name then too. We just sat, sat there riffing on it and and then you know I made and it just fit the concept you know where we were like uh, talking about a lot of the things that we have concerns about that are happening, um, you know, in our area as well as in our country. Um, these bastards have really taken us to the cleaner. What's you your know? number yeah. one? What's your number one concern right now that you think that you're just like, how is this well, even happening? There's stuff you that know. I think about daily, and then there's the larger picture things. Uh, recently, I've been thinking about why we've decided to throw two billion dollars toward a Trans Bay terminal that isn't open. You know, that huh. it took eight years to local to make, stuff, and then uh, open for two months before it's been closed and it's cost us millions of dollars every month and the the initial reason it was built uh, a lot of those reasons can't be fulfilled um, our you know our governor is, uh, cl is closing down our uh, high speed rail which is one of the reasons why that was built there's a right. huge basement that costs 500 million dollars that's under the Trans Bay Terminal sitting empty waiting for trains that are never going to come wow yeah we were paying for it thanks so blatant and all you guys waste. across the bridges all your toes tolls are going to go toward this giant debt that's sitting there because not only that there's retail space that should have been opened last oh, year that's sitting wow. around so all that money they should have been making is there's no money going there it's not being used there's a lot yeah. that's across the street that costs almost nothing i bet and it's been in use for years and it works fine wow what's going on here who's making money exactly yeah. I mean, wow, sorry. you're saying, but you're saying, look, <laughs> but, no, don't be sorry. That's something I've never even thought of. I've never even yeah, thought about. I mean, well, I knew that it opened and then closed, but I didn't realize. Yeah, it, it cost us $2 billion. $2 billion. And that's locally. That's like, that's, that's like money. San Francisco that's shit. Well, not, uh, I think there's probably money from the whole Bay Area because, sure. uh, you know, the, I know one of the things that they're going to start doing is they're using some of the bridge tolls to start paying off some of the money that they owe mm. because there's a huge bill every month to just to maintain the place. Yeah. It's not even 
even open. We, they should at least make it like a parking structure. I mean, if, if you could, I mean, the way to do it would be to say, hey, you're coming over on the bridge. You paid that toll. Park your car here and then take public transit around the town so that we don't have so much traffic during the day and right. everyone doesn't get so angry. It's a big, huge, empty room. Yeah, Put if, cars in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, it was, what if it was useful, that'd be something. But right yeah. now it doesn't look like it's being used. It's not even open. And, you know, I, I, I walk by there every day and I see that the lot that is being used that has been in the use for the last, I don't know, four or five years maybe, yeah. works fine. Works just People fine. are catching their buses. They're getting to the East Bay. Yeah. Yeah. Those buses are coming in from the East Bay. People are getting on them. It's not a problem. Why have we built a $2 billion structure that does nothing anyway? Sure, no. Yeah. Hey, Alex, I get it. Sorry. So recently, that's what I've been Recently, what's your what's your biggest uh, societal issue, Mike? That Man, I don't have anything that elaborately thought out as, <laughs> as Alex does, but, you know, I mean, living in San Francisco for the past 10 years, obviously, the issues never end and just pile up with the problems of gentrification and um, predatory developers and landlords. I mean, it's... Yeah, what you had said, all the interesting people are leaving. Because they can't afford to be yeah. there anymore. Yeah, San Francisco was an interesting town. Yeah, I think it still is, and I think there's still music where you can... I mean, I met you at a $10 show where the food was worth more than $10, right. and there were four bands! That's yeah. right, and it was a good time. It was a great time! I had a great well, time! Yeah, uh, yeah. No, it was great, and you know, I mean, we don't have many of these places left. Yep. You yeah. Know, for, I can't say I support the Bottom of the Hill as much as I should, but... If you do go music, go there. Support live <laughs> yeah. as well. Support live and support live music in San Francisco. Go out and see a band. Go to Bender's. You know, every yeah. Saturday night, Bender's has it's only five dollars to get in. That's I right. have no idea how they pay their bands and how this all works. Because I mean, it must just all be alcohol sales, huh? Is that like how bands are paid now? You're just it's all based off um, alcohol. It depends, it just on the depends place. on where it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, some places charge covers and mm. they'll give you part of that. Um, yeah. But support live entertainment. I mean, yeah, anybody yeah, who's getting up Any, there for your entertainment, right. if it's, you know, comedy like in your case or, or right. live we, theater or music or wrestling, right, which I happen sure. to be a big but fan of. Get out of your, get out of your house, get off the Netflix, go out yeah. and be a part of the community. Go yeah. see a band, go yeah. see wrestling, go see, yeah. go experience the world around you instead That's of right. hiding in your house and saying, well, I feel like I understand everything because I love Netflix. Like, get, get out. Outside. That's Go. Right. Step outside. Nothing like zone. something live. You can listen to all the music you want at home and watch all the DVDs and streaming this and that, but you get into a room where there's music happening and you're going to experience something different. But even your, you know, even your experience at home listening to music that you already have in your house, like half of, you know, your collection is things that you discovered going out and seeing mm, bands and being right. on tour and so you have a whole music collection in your house that you got from not being in your house yeah Yep. So everybody go out tomorrow night, Thursday, February 21st, see Empty People, These Bastards, Violent Opposition. That ship has sailed at the Elbow Room. Yeah. Jack London Square, Oakland. Doors at 8? Eight? 8. 8, 9. Cool. 8, 9. Somewhere around. Doors are at 8. It's a night show. Doors it's going to be fun. Yeah. Doors at oh, 8. And we've got a band camp. Oh. And we got Facebook. So come say hi to us. Check out our stuff. Mm -hmm. There's some videos on YouTube. These Bastards. Uh, we're going to close it out with their song... Burn the burn, fucker down. Burn the fucker down. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thanks thank for having you, us. Thank you, thank you, Pam. Yeah, you bet. This has been Mutiny Radio. Coming up next, uh, the Wednesday Wave. So stick around for that. And again, go tomorrow to Elbow Room. Uh, see 
these bastards. Also on the 9th, go out to the Parkside Park side. and see them along with War Bison, one of my favorite San Francisco bands. My number one favorite San Francisco band, though, is Floating Goat. Oh. I love Floating Goat so much. Do you know Floating Goat? Oh, yeah. But uh, are they still around? Yeah, they're still around. They've been right. playing right now as a band called Hendrixian, and it's the same three guys, but it's Chris Corona. They all do um, Jimi Hendrix covers. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So, but they're fun. But I still, I God, I love Floating Goat. There, I just, I think Aaron Barrett, drummer comedian Aaron Barrett, is a great, great, great drummer. He's also a very funny comedian, but he quit comedy. Okay. But he's really, really funny. Ask him to do a George W. Bush impression okay. if you ever see. Okay, him. all right. Be like Aaron, tell us your George W. Bush impression. Uh, we're gonna listen to one last song from these bastards. Go see them. Thanks for listening to Mutiny Radio. Yay! through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer ya. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Asiento, take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento honestly is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. 
come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. For a burger, Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF Visual and Auditory Mind Control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Welcome. Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5. Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, punk rock and schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter-offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. The San Francisco water supply? But you guys eat ass, right? It's not a big deal. Make some noise for Tommy Feldman! Another public service announcement. Make, don't forget the uh, donations here. All right, thank you. All right, how's everybody doing? Everybody good, everybody? Have a nice holiday. Yeah, took the family to Disneyland. Uh, no jokes about that, I just wanna let you guys know that I did take my family to Disneyland. Um, so um, so uh, I'd like to start off with a little bit of good news. Can I get this out of here? Okay, uh, I just found out that I was rated the funniest person in the East Bay. Yes, by my seven-year-old son. Yeah, he said it was pretty close. It was between me and Ms. Murphy, his uh, second grade teacher. 
He said, uh, <clears throat> but dad, you tell poop jokes and she doesn't. So uh, nailed that competition. Uh, but, uh, you know, it occurred to me the other day that I haven't really done any jokes about my wife yet. Would you guys like to hear a joke about my wife? Yeah. All right. The, the guys are like, yeah. The girls are like, uh, maybe not. Okay. So my wife is Japanese. Thank you. And uh, there is this stereotype of Japanese lady, ladies as being really into cuteness. Uh, in Japanese, they call it kawaii, right? Uh, and I have to tell you, that is absolutely tr true. Um, my, my, my wife and I are together. We're walking somewhere, and she'll see a puppy or a kitten. And she ha she'll have to stop immediately and try to pet them. She'll be like, I love him. But my wife also has a dark inner samurai that comes out, especially when she's angry. Like when one of my children forgets to flush a number two. She'll be like, you stupid. So both of those sides exist. Um, so uh, yeah, I do have uh, three children uh, together, and I have to tell you that uh, it is expensive. It's not easy raising three children. You know, we do what we can to save money. You know, like uh, when we go to a restaurant, we go to places that specifically offer kids eat free which is clearly targeted at the parents, right? Because if you're a kid, let's face it, every meal is kids eat free, right? Uh, because, you know, eventually they're like, Dad, I don't want a kid's meal. Okay, son, what do you want to eat? Um, the most expensive thing on the menu? Okay, exactly. Sure, son, okay, fine, here you go, you know? Um, but um, I think that... Uh, you know, over time, kids, they, um, you know, they start to, uh, where was I going with that joke? Um, uh, so, where was I on that? One second. Okay, let's. Let's get straight to the dollars, to, to uh, the, the next joke, which is about Sweden. Okay, I was going to say that uh, kids, because everything, everything that kids get is, they get to them for free, right? Okay, kids get uh, not only, as I mentioned before, free food, but they also get free health care, free education, and free college if they're lucky, right? So where's the Sweden connection? They're like little Swedish socialists, except maybe not as blonde on average, all right? Now, about Sweden, I actually have been to Stockholm, and I can tell you it's a very nice place to visit, all right? Uh, they have um, very sensibly designed buildings. The, uh, the signage is all in Swedish and English. Um, and the food is delicious, really not that expensive. Kind of like if they made IKEA into a massive theme park. That's Sweden. Now, uh, speaking of IKEA, um, I do like to shop at IKEA, but... Um, I also sh like to shop at the dollar store. Does anybody else like to save money at the dollar store? Yes? Okay, what do you guys like to buy at the dollar store? <laughs> what? Cars? They, they, oh, okay, like the Hot Wheels, the dollar Hot Wheels? Yeah, those are, uh, those are not really Hot Wheels, actually, but um, my son will tell you that. Um, no, my, the fa <laughs> the, my favorite thing I like to buy at the dollar store is greeting cards. I mean, why pay $5 at the Hallmark store for a greeting card, right? When you can pay a dollar, 
All right? Okay, this guy knows. He's bought, he's, he buys them there. Now, it's, and it's not like the person's going to care, you know? It's not like, you know, they're going to go, uh, dear Uncle David, happy birthday. What? A dollar? Get out of here with that noise. No, they're not going to do that. Now, <clears throat> little known fact, sometimes they offer two greeting cards for a dollar. Fifty cents. Can you believe that? When I'm at the dollar store and I see that, I just buy everything that they have there. I don't even care what the greeting card says. You know, um, I got like half a dozen happy Kwanzaa cards back at home, and I don't even have any black friends. Uh, yet, yet. Yeah, I'm working on it. All done already? Okay. Very exciting. Uh, this man is proof that Muni used to have a listener. Make some noise for Rachel D. Damn. All right. You know, right off the bat, I just have to say that, uh, guys, if you, if your first correspondence with me after I friend you is a wave, I'm defriending you, okay? It's like your mom didn't teach you how to use your words, right? I just, there is, there is nothing less attractive than a virtual, hi, right? So I've got a lot of defriending to do lately, I guess. Yeah. I'm divorced. And uh, my ex was a real straight-laced kind of guy. You know, he liked to follow the rules. Like, he uh, expected me to not cheat on him. Yeah. Just like, yeah. So I've been single for a while now, and I'm starting to get the hang of it. I really am. Uh, like, I've, I've definitely built up a good tolerance for roofies. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's fun to pretend like I haven't, though. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good time, yeah. Uh, what else? My, my dad just heard my bit about how I'm not the favorite sibling, I'm not the favorite child, right? And he called me up, and he was like, Honey, I just want you to know that you are my favorite daughter. Which is great, honestly, because now I'm really looking forward to seeing meeting this loser sister that I've never met. <laughs> right? <laughs> Thanks, Dad. That was funny. Yeah. Uh, Valentine's Day is coming up. Uh, fuck Valentine's Day. I'm just uh, I'm not a fan. I just uh, I'm not a fan of holidays in general. I just feel like it's like another opportunity for us to celebrate capitalism. Uh, Valentine's Day, right? Uh, we're gonna. That's the one day where you get to. I don't know. I hate. I hate romantic shit. And I was fucking hate. It. So, so. All right, but uh, I'm. I'm just so much not into. I don't even like a rom com. I really don't even like a rom com. There's not a rom com. Well, there's one rom com that I do like. Uh, Scarface. Have you seen this one? I just really want a guy to love me as much as Tony Montana loved his cocaine. Right. And, and then share it with me. Um, yeah, Valentine's Day has reminded me of my superpower. You guys can give me any romantic situation, and I will suck the romance right out of it. Okay, like Valentine's Day, gentlemen. What do you give your ladies on Valentine's Day? Roses and chocolate, right? All that makes me think about is that you know that 70% of the world's chocolate is picked in West Africa by child slaves. Right? That's hilarious. No, I bet you that makes your dark chocolate a bit darker. Right? Yeah? 
Yeah. So what are you handing us on Valentine's Day? Withering, dying plants and the blood, sweat and tears of children, right? Just makes me think of marriage. Um, see, very romantic, very romantic. Uh, I, uh, oh fuck, what else? Did I, I am a mom and my kid is always giving me shit about the fact that he doesn't have siblings. And I have to remind him that that's his fault. Yeah. And, you know what? Just besides that, you know, he was 10 pounds and two feet when he was born, really. So that I gave birth to a toddler. Um, and anyways, he does have siblings. Okay, they're just in heaven looking down on him. Yeah. I love to end on an abortion joke, so I'm just gonna go ahead and give this mic right back to Warhol. Thank you, I'm Rachel D. You know, actually my mother told me after I turned like 22 that I wasn't a mistake. Peter Vollmer. Hey everybody, what's, what's going on? Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm 24 years old, I'm getting older a little bit. Anybody here relate? Yeah, everyone is getting older. Okay, good jokes. Sweet, we're cooking. Uh, yeah, and I used to think when I was younger, I used to think that as you got older, you get more freedom, right? But that's not true, because as I've gotten older, there's fewer things I could do now. Like, I hit a point recently, I can't frolic in public anymore. <laughs> Anybody? Yeah, it's, I used to, when I was a kid, I could frolic in public whenever the fuck I'd want, and everyone around me would be like, oh, look at that kid, he's so happy, you know, good for him. But now, I'm six foot four, 220 pound white dude, and if I frolic in public, people are frightened. <laughs> I did this the other day, I was just having a good day, listened to a song that I was particularly fond of, I walked up to a crosswalk, and I gave it a good frolic, I went, ha ha! And that's not even like a full frolic, you know? That's just like a skip, a glorified skip, really. Um, but the lady next to me went, ha! Ah! And she shielded her child from me. So, you know, it's too bad, it's too bad. Uh, I'm a big guy. Described my dimensions earlier, so you guys know that. Um, I know I'm a big guy, though, because sometimes, most of the time, you meet people, uh, you meet people and they'll be like, hey, you know, nice to meet you, or whatever. Uh, sometimes, uh, as a big guy, if you meet other dudes, they won't say, nice to meet you, or whatever, they'll, they'll go, hey, big guy, and then give you a high five or something. And I think it's interesting, because that's really the only like physical attribute you can call out to a person. Like You're always looking at everybody. You know what everybody looks like, but you can't say, be like, hey, what's up, Mexican guy? How we doing? And even if I like got too big, you know, because I'm like not fat, I'm not unhealthy, I don't feel offended when people say big guy, but like if I became like really fat, nobody would be like, hey, big guy, I'd be like, hey, nice to meet you, Peter. Like, need help with anything? All right, uh, sweet. I, I used to work on a golf course. Yeah, uh, golf, that's that sport. Uh, it's, if you're not familiar, it's basically just a really expensive walk in the park uh, with a lot of rules and where everyone in the park's wearing khakis. Uh, fun sport. Uh, I was a golf caddy. Those are the guys who, they're the children who the park walkers pay to wear a silly little bib and then carry their stuff for them while they walk around the park. So I thought it'd be a fun job, you know? I kind of had a, like a good idea of what it means to, you know, a bunch of guys hanging out, smoking cigars, cracking jokes, having a good time. It seemed fun. I thought it'd be like the movie Caddyshack, but it was not. It was more, being a golf caddy is a lot like being a stripper, I found. 
because um, most of the jobs just keep an old men company. <laughs> Let them complain about their wife and kids. Uh, telling them how strong they are, you know? <laughs> you get paid mostly in tips. And uh, in either field, if you really work hard and be the best you can be and reach the top, then you'll be working for Tiger Woods. <laughs> ah, ah, okay. I told that joke and somebody came up to me afterwards. They're like, hey, I think this is kind of out of date. Tiger Woods, the whole Tiger Woods stuff was a while ago. And it's like, yeah, what do you think he's been doing ever since he lost his wife and got bad at golf? <laughs> strippers, strippers, prostitutes too, I would imagine. But that's not what being a golf caddy is like. So I left it out of the joke. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jesus, Louisa, oh, I thought I would take that longer. Did that, did that seem like I went too fast, or was I fine? Oh, I get the light. That's perfect timing. Cool. That's good to know. Uh, I wrote down, I wrote down toothbrush spit. Is that funny? All right. All right. Fucking killer. Okay. Best joke. Thanks, guys. Um, he's too tall. I can't top that. Michael Luxgrove. Uh, thank you, thank you. Let's keep it going for uh, Mutiny Radio. Uh, yes, yes, let's keep it going. You, you guys believe in global warming? Yes. Let's keep it going for how terrible global warming is. <laughs> Saying it as a Russian, I'm crossing my fingers in my back because uh, I really want global warming. It just sounds very appealing uh, to me. I just want Red Square to look like West Hollywood with all the uh, palm trees, pretentious girls in yoga pants and denial. I really want global warming because I need to know if Russian girls are hot. <laughs> now there were so many layers, it's like you're going on a date with a super burrito. Might be too much sour cream. Also, I'm really, I'm really bad at breaking the ice. See, 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 see. I told you. Uh, I know that I live in America long enough because I developed uh, white guilt. Uh, first month in, a guy at the bar was telling me that how my ancestors uh, colonized America. And I'm like, did it, do you think Russian did it remotely from Siberia? Like blackmailed Columbus? You're going to do it, man, or we tell everything about the hooker. We would do it ourselves, but we can't because we're stuck here in the snowdrift. Yeah, come on, Russian, Russians are the nicest white people. <laughs> yeah, they didn't do anything. They didn't, they, they're the most innocent. Well, Facebook, Facebook doesn't count. It's not, it's not our fault. You gave it to us, right? It's like, um, it's like not our fault that Americans like fake news. That uh, Hillary is having sex with octopus was shared one million times, almost as many times as uh, Justin Bieber's new video. Uh, dating is really hard uh, because for me because Russians are not popular in America. Uh, if you're French, it's easy, it's romantic, right? She'll be like, oh my God, he'll take me to Paris if your British is exotic because they'll be like, oh my God, he must be really good at pulling out with all their Brexit experience. <laughs> but when I say I'm Russian, just look into my eye and change the email password. Last girl didn't even text me back. The night before, she even asked me, Michael, do you need my phone number? And, I, and I'm like, nah, don't even bother. I already got it from your iCloud. Uh, Facebook is addictive. Let's keep it going for how addictive Facebook is. Woo! Oh, we all like Facebook. Yeah, uh, Facebook is addictive. Um, and I, I don't know. I just end up 
scrolling Facebook. What I was gonna say, never mind. I mean, if I if I didn't use Facebook and if I, instead of Facebook I wrote joke, I wouldn't have four Netflix specials by now. Uh, but the way I quit Facebook, I just sign up to these pages: uh, ugly spiders, uh, fat rats, <laughs> my ex's mom, and now it works so well. I didn't want to scroll anymore. I just immediately close my Facebook app and go back to Reddit. Um, it, was it two minutes? One one minute? Two minutes? Ah, oh, two minutes. Nice. I have two minutes. So I have enough time to to embarrass you guys with my jokes. So uh, how's it going? Uh, what, what's your name? Sorry. Uh, I'm Regina. Good uh, what? Regina. Uh, Re Regina? Is it the Russian name? Um, not for me, but for many, all the Regina's that growing up in Russia. Uh, what, what kind of name is it for you? China? China? Regina? It sounds like regime, right? <laughs> That's why it sounds like a Russian, oh, a Chinese name, or oh, a Russian name. That makes sense. Uh, I like it. I like it. So uh, what, what do you do? Um, I am a relationship coach. Uh, what? Relationship coach. Oh, I wouldn't hire you because I don't have any relationship. <laughs> yeah, I like it. You have, for sure, I'm always open uh, to a new relationship. By the way, nice nails. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't have any relationships and I yeah. Uh but if I have, maybe I'll I'll hit you up. Thank you so much guys. Mark Norrie, ladies and gentlemen. Why? That's not how the list was. Oh, this is the guy who said, don't have me on my own mic. Yeah. I love that. So I just started a new open mic in Daly City. And very first day, I'm still trying to get good with the bar owner, you know? Like, you want to set a good impression, have the first open mic go well. I went, I talked to a few good comics. I'm like, please, I need you to come. Kill for me, I need this. It didn't exactly go that well. Um, a lot of people bombed, and then at one point I was super nervous, and Warhol decides to yell out, more charisma, or less charisma, capital. <laughs> Which is a good heckle, right? It's a good heckle. But I'm still trying to set a reputation with this bar owner. So I was here earlier, Warhol comes in, and I come up to him and I say, hey, I feel like you have no animosity towards me. Right off the bat, I just wanted to know, I don't think you're trying to fuck with me. I think you're trying to be funny. But please, I'm trying to build the reputation with this bar, not right now, I'm trying to build the reputation with this bar owner. Let me do it. Let me do it by myself. You don't need to fuck with me. I ain't never fucked with you, I only ever been nice to you. Ah, uh, see, I'm getting laughs. I'm not even trying to be funny. Kill it. I'm already having a fucking bad day. <laughs> y'all know me. I like to sit out here. I like to fucking participate with y'all, and I'm sitting in the back fucking shaking. Because I've already, I've had a bad fucking day, and shit just sets in my brain, and it just doesn't want to leave. This is almost as tense as the rape podcast. <laughs> 
I remember that. That was the first time I ever hosted. Everybody left, and then I said, we have the least sensitive room in San Francisco right now, everybody. So give it up. Still one of my favorite jokes I ever told. This isn't even my set, and I'm bombing. And that's fine. I got the light, I'm pretty sure that's about two minutes in. Makes sense, it's not my set. I don't know why you didn't want to follow the list. I feel like some people come here. Tell us more about your feelings. I am. Some people come here to try and work on their comedy and you're like intentionally making that harder for them because you think it's funny. Um, which is fine, being funny is great, but I would rather see people be successful through their own hard work and not be fucked with. So I'll just leave it at that. I hope y'all have a good rest of your mic. It was tense before I got up here. That's beautiful. I love Capital because I gave him a compliment at the end of his mic, and he's been dissecting my compliment for weeks. You told me. I will not do it again. Don't worry. It's okay. Um, this is very exciting. And now another person who likes to sabotage my hosting, Mark Neuer. Uh, make it loud for your last comic, and Warhol. I see it. Thank you. Uh, I'm just going to get into my set and then handle my business afterwards. Can we agree? Can we agree with that? Are you guys down? Big Sonoma gang gang in the house. Um, <laughs> where are you guys from? You for? Sonoma, that's what, uh, I don't know where that's at. I said Sonoma gang gang, they said crickets. <laughs> I'm from Ripon, I'll still rep, I'll fucking tattoo on my forehead, you know what I mean? Represent your district, dog. I've, uh, I have a lot of religious friends, um, which sucks, because I'm not religious. I always come to them with my problems, and I'm like, have you talked to God about this? And that's just another way for Christians to say, I don't want to talk to you right now. <laughs> like, no, I'm serious, Mark. Be serious. Can we be serious? Just be serious for a second. Have you really talked to God? I'm like, yeah, I've tried. I'm not his favorite guy. I'm not. We, you know, some tension. He said, well, you should try again. I said, well, if you're such great fucking friends with him, why don't you talk to him for me? I see the mutual friends on Facebook. <laughs> You're fucking friends. She relay a message. Why don't you tell him I said hello? Or just ask him how he's doing for me, you know? Maybe you guys are talking all the time. He didn't like that joke. Similar to you. So he came up with a joke of his own. He said, I don't know. I DM'd him. Now, every time I DM God, I'm already dissecting him. Like, every time I DM God, I get fucking holy ghosted. Why are you getting a response, you bitch? And he says, I don't know what you did to God, but he told me to tell you to keep his name out of your bitch-ass mouth. 
It's like fucking touche, man. I mean, fuck. Pretty much ruined that relationship, you know? You burned down a bridge. I just, listen, ladies and gentlemen, I don't understand. A book tells you live in this person's image. This person is also fucking perfect. So, are those people also the people that jerk off just about until they're about to come and then they're like, I'm done. And they don't come? To live, I see the light. To, to sit and, and shh, to sit and live to be perfect is like, how retarded are you? No one's perfect. He got uncomfortable, I said retarded. I'm half retarded. My, my little brother is too, he has the lazy eye, I have the little dick, sometimes it just happens like that, you know? The same nutsack, it comes full circle. My mom had three strokes last week, now she's getting in on the retard action. She's like, I wanna be part of the club. The resting bitch face at least is covered with the stroke face, God bless. When you reverse the punchline, it doesn't really work. God is very much, like my, it's like my, I, I understand what a, what, a, what a God complex is. My, 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 my boss has one. He's like, I, I expect perfection, Mark. I want you to clean this table so you can eat off of it. I want it to be perfect. It's like, I eat ass. I don't know how clean you want this table. There's going to be some tissue left over. You just move that to the side, dog. Like, you just got to be a grown-up about it. You know what I mean? Just, I, I, if you don't understand, if you don't know the move, it's called copy and paste. You just copy and paste it the fuck somewhere else and just pretend it never happened. If you, if you don't acknowledge it, it doesn't, it doesn't exist. It's, just don't put it into reality. Awesome. That uh, concoction of words is the set I've been fixating on for the last 70, let's say four hours, just to be not correct with everything, which is very similar to how this mic is being ran. So let's handle my business real quick. I'm not gonna take up too much of the time. This is fucking ridiculous. And uh, someone who likes to sabotage your hosting is also ridiculous, and the things that you say about me to not just the people in this scene, but also people in my personal life is absolutely fucking repugnant. Absolutely fucking repugnant. And unacceptable. Because I've done, I've done nothing but be fucking, like, as fucking great of a friend as I can be to you. Yeah, you can suck my cock. I've been told, don't say that to audience members, which is kind of what you are, you fucking theater major. If you want to fucking run fucking theaters, go do that. I can see. It's a fucking circus. Yes. Once again, if you want to go to an actual open mic on Saturdays, here. Jesus Christ, this is dope, but fuck, dude. Every time, every time. And you want to talk shit about sabotaging your hosting. Dude, I fucking hosted the room we were supposed to co-produce. Hosted it, very fucking like as as good as I could, and you wanted to and you fucking sabotage me every time, every time. So get off your fucking high horse. Get off the stage, dog. Your time is up, son. Yeah. There's other people trying to get on. I know, and I'm sure you're gonna fuck with them too. Do you, this is the second time now you fucked with people who have been here for hours before the mic. It's ridiculous. 
have some fucking respect for your fucking peers. And I and th this might seem this might seem hypocritical, but we need to set fucking standards. That was a hilarious set. Um, I'm sorry that an intuitive lottery system is so upsetting for people. Cole Chapman. Oh, hey, yeah, all right. Did I even sign up? I don't think so, but here I am, baby. Let's do it. All right, who prepared? Not me. Let's do it. How you guys doing? Good energy in here? Feels good. Feeling great. Let's give up some money. All right. Sonoma Kids, uh, why are you here? You just visiting? Love you, Capital. Oh, you're not actually from the, that's weird then. Occidental then? What are you doing here? Oh, well, I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> Have you mischosen? <laughs> we recognize you had a lot of options in Good Nights tonight, and you chose incorrectly, sir, so. <laughs> that's very fun, very fun. Okay, now that I've given money. Uh, all right, guys, uh, you guys ever, uh, oh, dude, fuck, man. <laughs> Talks on beef, bro. Rocco's Modern Life. It was only all right. Uh, okay, <laughs> that's all I really got. I don't know you. I'll, t I'll tell you what though. That list was fucking crazy, man. <laughs> you got to figure out how to write a list. It's not A B C D, and then there's numbers on the side. You got to pick one, dude. That's crazy. Anyways, let's move on. Okay, uh, we doing all right? Yeah, good. All right, me too. Uh, anyways, back to the shit before uh, whatever. Um, you guys ever been roasted so hard you like change your life? Has this ever happened to you? You like change for the oh, fuck yeah, dude. Bathroom's like yeah, bro. <laughs> That's me right now, dude. <laughs> fuck yeah, dude. Uh, let me tell you what happened to me. Uh, I was uh, a couple weeks ago. I was uh, uh, hanging out with this lady. We we're getting intimate. You know, things are going all right. Things are getting hot and heavy. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, a real live woman, dude. It was crazy, man. People don't expect that, but it's true. It's true. And. Uh, we're getting hot and heavy, I take my shirt off right in the heat of the moment, and she's like, whoa, your body reminds me of home. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> like, what a weird, like, what are you hitting me with this? Like, on a scale of, like, one to incest, like, where are you hitting me with this weirdo comment? Like, in the middle of the, you know, moment, right? And she goes, no, 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 it's just nothing, it's nothing gross like that. It's just that your chest is so flat and white, it's like Kansas in the wintertime. <laughs> I've never jumped off a bed to start doing push-ups so fast. <laughs> you understand? It was like crazy. It was, it, and I was like, oh, that's kind of rude. She's like, no, well, I mean, it's also kind of like, it's like a Bob Ross painting before it gets started. You know, it's just like a big, flat, like, white square, <laughs> you know, just covered in liquid white. And I was like, I'll cover you in liquid white. And we made love, guys. All right. The, that's the only way out of that joke that I have so far. It's really gross. I don't like it, but it is what it is. Uh, at a uh, work auction recently, like a, like a charity auction thing where they auctioned off a bunch of shit. And one of the things they auctioned off was a, uh, a whole set of CBD-infused soaps and creams. Fuck yeah, I bought that shit. Hell yeah. Immediate, yeah, of course. Uh, but it's like, it's a weird experience. Because I don't know if you've ever used these things, but they really chill the fuck out of your outside of your body, right? Uh, but then if you drink coffee, your body's like, pick one. What are you doing? <laughs> like, it has no idea what's going on. It's trying to fluctuate. But here's a problem, or here's, here's a benefit, right? There's some good points to this, right? Like, you know, I drink coffee, and then suddenly the inside of my, uh, you know, bowels is a, it's chaos. It's a storm, right? That's just, a storm's a brewing, you know what I mean? Like, it's just going to end in a horror show. My asshole, however, is like, it's all good, man. <laughs> like, let that shit come, bro. I'm all good. I got zero anxiety about this. I'm like, good, asshole. Thank you. Uh, I think that was a good joke, right? <laughs> right, Mike? 
no one else agrees. Uh, sure, thank you. <laughs> uh, that's what I go for, is like a thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, man. Fuck yeah. Um, anyways, uh, I went to a hearing doctor recently. Because, uh, you know, I get, in a, you know you get some scratchiness in the ears, and I asked him what was up. He's like, well, Cole, uh, I hate to tell you, but if you keep doing what you're doing, I'm afraid you're going to lose a bit of your hearing. And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, well, like the fidelity is going to be worse. And I was like, I don't know what that means. Please tell me. He's like, okay, so like, like you're not going to be able to pick out finer details from like louder sounds. And I was like, do you have an example? He was like, okay, well, picture you're like at a movie. You're like watching a movie, right? You're only going to be able to hear the movie and not people whispering around you. <laughs> and I was like... And this is a bad thing. <laughs> like, what are you like? What, like, my eyes like lit up. I was like, "Are you kidding me? You just told me the cheat code to life. Are you serious?" And he's like, he immediately recognized that was like a terrible thing to tell me. So he's like trying to give me another one. I couldn't hear Marty in my iPod headphones, and you know, I was like full blast. Like, see a doc. This is great. Like, I'm gonna go sit next to full blast speakers at concerts, just trying to speed this process up. You know what I mean? Just trying to enjoy myself at movies. I don't know. I, uh, I recently realized that uh, hearing is not so great when I was at a concert recently. And uh, you ever hear people next to you just chatting about nonsense? And it just like takes you out of the show, you know? I was at this show, I was at this uh, Big Frida show in Berkeley. And uh, yeah, man, fun show. Uh, except uh, there's this part where Big Frida, she goes, how many of you got some liquor in you? Woo! And everyone's like, yeah, I got some liquor in me. Uh, and then there was like this blonde hair, Becky, like a couple people back who uh, for some reason decides to yell out to everybody, oh, I thought she said, who out here's got a little hard art N-word here in them? Uh, and everyone's like, what the fuck? And like turns around, looks at her, and she's like, aren't I crazy? And then tells every single person within reaching distance. People she doesn't know, she's just like, hi, nice to meet you, I'm Becky. Anyways, I'm racist. Like, it's just a weirdo. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? This is crazy. So all I did, I just handed her a copy of Roots, and was like, come to your own conclusions on that one. <laughs> like, I think, I think I don't need to tell you that it's a bad thing to say, but uh, it is what it is, you know? Uh, is there anything else I wanted to, I don't know. Uh, we all have a good New Year's. Anybody have a good New Year's? Good. Great. I had a weird New Year's. I took Molly for the first time. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun, I think. I don't know. I was like, I was very worried going into it, you know, because like, I don't know what was going to happen, but for some reason, I thought the most likely thing was I was going to pee my pants. You know what I mean? And that's like not a great mode to go into like a drug experience with, but I'm just happy I got it out of the way. Cause like I had this big fear of like, not like peeing my pants, but doing Molly under 30. You know what I mean? <laughs> Cause like I, I really want to do it for a long time, but I never had the opportunity. And I was worried I'd be in my later adult years trying to like catch up, you know, midlife crisis, doing a bunch of Molly and then having like real adult problems. Like, oh, I gotta pick up my kids. I'm like, oh, I'm 45, you know, like all these weird problems. Uh, instead I was just like, oh, I hope I don't pee my pants. Even if I do, not a problem. <laughs> Anyways, being in your 20s is great. And give it up for Warhol, everybody. How did your asshole feel about peeing your pants? Oh, All right. Uh, make some noise if you take comedy so seriously it's not fun anymore. Your next comic is Maraud. I went to school in mid-Missouri, which for an Egyptian kid that grew up in a city full of Asian software developers, it's a bit of a culture shock. Uh, I was not prepared for unironic appreciation of Duck Dynasty. I was also not prepared for a city that's more trucks than people. 
Uh, I was also not prepared uh, for, have you tried the new quesarito being a viable party topic conversation? But uh, generally people were pretty nice there, way nicer than here. Um, though every once in a while you got like a nice tasty morsel of racism. Uh, like I lived near a billboard advertising an emotional support group for sons of Confederate veterans. Because it's been more than 150 years since the Civil War, but apparently these motherfuckers are still putting the pieces together. Uh, like, uh, <laughs> taking it one day at a time. Yeah, so that wasn't my first thought. It wasn't like the hundreds of years of bigotry or uh, their con contribution to our toxic political climate. I was more thinking, what about the daughters? They don't get to come? Do they, do they get like a racist sewing circle or like maybe a bake sale for bigots? Why leave them out? I just like that their manifesto is one, definitely need slaves again. Two, white is right, goes without saying. And three, girls are icky. They keep their cooties out of here. Yeah, I think we've all noticed a disturbing upward trend in gamer girl porn. I don't know about you, but when I go porn, uh, shared interests and common hobbies aren't really at the top of my list of what gets my motor running. And really, you don't see other hobbies represented at all, either. Like, you don't see, like, MILF gets banged in her woodworking studio. <laughs> or co-ed gets nailed while bookmarking Instant Pot recipes. Or interracial book club gangbang number five. Um, a, a lot of people would point to our political climate or, like, social media for our nation losing uh, its capacity for subtlety. I just spit a lot. Um, that's not my exhibit A. My exhibit A is a game called Cunt Wars. Now, Cunt Wars is a game what has naked ladies in it. And I can't tell if the marketing team behind that game had a poor grasp on the English language or a masterful one. I like to think about the boardroom where they're trying to name it. And it's like, all right, guys, we need a name that communicates sex, Warfare and strategy. And then one person in the back's like, how about wars of passion? Okay, that's a little subtle, something a little raunch here. How about the lover's battle? Again, a little too subtle, we want to get these clicks. And then a lone shadowy figure in the back of the boardroom just goes, yeah, cunt wars. Uh, and then the boss goes, hey, cunt wars? Hey, Jessica, is that going to get clicks? Okay, I'll let the dev team know. I think the problem with that boardroom fantasy is that there's somebody named Jessica in it. I think that game probably suffered from a distinct lack of Jessicas uh, in the room. Yeah, some uh, first-time drug stories. Uh, I tried a new drug for the first time. I tried cocaine. Um, I was not prepared for it. I thought it might be like painkillers or weed where you maybe get like a body high or something like that. You don't get a body high. Uh, instead, it feels exactly like you just bought something fucking rad on Amazon. <laughs> like one bump is like maybe you got yourself a video game, maybe you got yourself a Cunt Wars membership. Uh, a couple more bumps and now you're into noise canceling headphone territory. Like now your commute's gonna get way better. Things are looking up 2019, it's all Maraud this year. Uh, but then like a line, like a fat line, that's like you went ahead and got yourself an exercise bike. Now you're going to change your life. You're going to get up early. You're going to be productive. You're going you're gonna to carpe diem. You're going to take it by the balls, and then you come down. It's not really my cup of drugs, personally. 
Yeah, I went to the Dickens Fair just before Christmas, which if you don't know what the Dickens Fair is, it's like a Renaissance fair, but with like chimney sweeps and Christmas trees. Um, I uh, checked the rule list to see how hard it would be to smuggle an alcohol. Turns out not hard. Um, and they explicitly banned furries. And I would love to see the sequence of events that led to that rule being made. Like, m Mommy, what is that fox man doing to that meat pie? <laughs> yeah, I know we're not supposed to kink shame, but I don't want to live in a world where I can't point at an elephant man and a squid lady getting it on and not laugh. So I got fired recently. Um, people say you have to uh, fail to succeed. And to those people, I say, what are you, stupid? What if you just kept succeeding? That seems like a way better strategy. I don't think LeBron had to fail to succeed. I think LeBron's always just been really good at basketball. And I know what you're saying. We can't all be like LeBron. Sure, but apparently some of us can. I would have liked to be more like LeBron than not. And I have a feeling LeBron's never going to get fired for not being a culture fit. <laughs> yeah, I did a PR for a, a video game public relations firm, which is a fancy way of saying I filled out spreadsheets about Pikachu for a living. We actually had one document that we had to update quite a bit uh, about Pokemon-related crimes. Um, there's some like Ocean's Eleven shit going on with the trading cards because people will risk hard time for like shiny plastic and cardboard. But apparently a lot of Pokemon Go fans are also fans of stabbing other Pokemon Go fans. <laughs> it's like Mother Nature's way of uh, keeping the population under control. Um, but usually they're the ones that witness the crime. Like They're like those precogs in Minority Report that just see a crime before it happens. Next time you mug somebody in an alley at 3 in the morning, uh, you should open the uh, Pokemon Go app and see if there's like a shiny Charizard nearby, because that motherfucker's just going to be in the back like... He's playing Pokemon while witnessing a horrible crime. That's the joke there. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Well, I think I might have hit my time limit. Thank you. When on a podcast, always close on a visual joke. Um, I forgot to tell you guys, the person who bombs hardest tonight gets a prize. Your next contestant on Sharon Warhol, Mike Whitaker. Wonderful, wonderful. Who is this contingent of Sonoma County folks? Did that happen? It's fake? It's, it's, it's fake I got so excited. I heard Occidental, and I was like, oh, I, I'm from Sebastopol. How'd this happen? Hey, are you from Are you from there? Yeah. You an Anley guy? You an Elmo guy? Uh, Sonoma Academy. Oh, well, fuck you then. <laughs> I went to private school. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> I give a shit. <laughs> I, from everything you can tell about me, went to public school. Uh, guys, I'm treating myself in 2019. Who's treating themselves? You gonna, you gonna treat yourself all right in 2019? I decided to treat myself real well by uh, buying bot Instagram followers. Uh, just enough. 
Just enough. I was feeling insecure about it. I was following like 500 profiles. I had like 300 followers. I'm like, I got to change this ratio. But the thing about buying bot followers on Instagram is you can't go too big. It's like a boob job. You can't like, I can't just buy like thousands of them. I bought 750. Brought me right up around a thousand. I think that's the place to go. You don't want to go too big. It's like, it is like a boob job. Like I want people to go to my profile and be like, I guess Mike does have bigger titties than I remember. <laughs> oh, guys, I saw some very confusing graffiti in my neighborhood. Uh, uh, and it just said, it was just spray painted on a fence and it just said free Buster. And I was like, what did Buster do? Who is Buster? Who is this graffiti for? Is this for like a passing judge? Like, you know, I was going to throw the book at this guy, but this civic nuisance suggests otherwise. Is that for the DA? Like, you know what? I'm going to recommend clemency today. I think that's what we're going to do. Uh, guys, 2017, I lost 150 pounds. Yes, thank you. 2018, 2018, I put back on 80 of those pounds. Yeah, baby. Feeling good about it. It's not. It's nice. It's nice. And you know what? Like I'm being body positive about it. My body looks weird as fuck, but I'm trying to make the best of it. See, I here's my moment of body positivity. Uh, I wish more than anything I was still just a big fat guy, because uh, there's like I was a big fat gay man. There's a category of porn for that, and like you know what? There isn't a category of porn for. Uh, gay hairy men who look like unshelled ninja turtles that's that's pretty much what my body looks like now it looks so fucking weird like if i took my t-shirt off right now my torso would look like like a jack-o-lantern that is still out on your porch if you suck my dick you have to hold my tummy up like you're taking an old-timey photo Yeah. Bringing the jokes. 2019, bringing the jokes. Thank you. Applause break for me actually telling jokes in mutiny. Uh, that's not a dig. That's not a dig. Brought me up like, whoever bombs tonight wins whatever. Here's Mike Whitaker. I'm going to do all right. Here's some Sonoma County jokes because I have a contingent. Guys, I, uh, my favorite thing is hip-hop songs from the 90s that name-check geographical locations that are no longer bad neighborhoods due to gentrification. <laughs> I was listening to this Ray Love song from Santa Rosa, guys. 1993, an album produced by Tupac. He spits a verse that goes, mash up to the west side just to get some doja to a spot West Ninth deep in Santa Rosa. And I was like, oh shit, that's me. That's my hood. And I say hood because it's short for neighborhood. Because there are like wine bars and shit there now. 
mash up to the west side just to get some doja. I don't, I don't think you can zone a cannabis dispensary that close to a charter school. <laughs> Sonoma Academy kids enjoyed it. Mark it down. Guys, I, uh, I just went through a breakup recently. And I know, I know, it's, you know what, it's fine. I, I, it wasn't, it wasn't because it was a bad relationship. It was just not a good relationship for me. It was like, it was like the Taco Bell menu of relationships, like top to bottom. It's safe. It's familiar. It seems like a great idea at 1am when you're drunk. Uh, but like you go through the relationship and you realize different things like, oh, this is like the Mexican pizza of your personality. And like, ah, it's, this is... This is less than desirable, but it's uh, it's kind of the same as the rest of your bullshit. And uh, whatever, I'll deal with it. I feel like we're not neckbeards who are on the same page that all eat Taco Bell like I do. I feel very shamed right now. Guys, if you can't handle me at my cheesy Fiesta potatoes, you don't deserve me at my caramel apple empanada. Somebody likes it, guys. Hell yeah. Guys, I live with my roommate. My roommate is a mom. There, and uh, she has kids. She's a three-year-old. And uh, she's pregnant. She's having another baby with uh, my other roommate, uh, who's not a gay man like I am, which is pertinent to this story. And uh, her three-year-old comes up to me and was like, Mommy's, mommy's going to have another baby. And I'm like, yeah, mommy is going to have another baby. She's like, and you're going to be the papa. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm Uncle Mike. I'm Uncle Mike. Chris, Chris is going to be the papa. He's going to be Papa Chris. And she was like, mm, no. Chris is Uncle Chris. And I'm like, I think this is of paramount importance that you do not mention this to Uncle Chris. That girl freaks the fuck. I'm like scared as fuck of a three-year-old, guys. She like walked up to me the other day and she's like, I'm going to put you in the ground and turn you into dirt. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know where the fuck you even learned that. How am I doing on what time, Warhol? Oh, fuck. Yeah, man. Groovy, groovy. <laughs> oh... Uh, cultural appropriation. How are we feeling about it? <laughs> Indifferent? Indifferent? I feel like every Halloween we, we have this same, uh, like, dialogue that it's like it's a culture, not a costume. It's, like, mostly directed at, like, white girls who wear, like, Native American headdresses yeah. to, like, music festivals. And I'm like, that's wrong. Like, I get that that's a religious item, uh, and that's, like, not an appropriate thing for someone to wear. But, like, do you guys want to know what's worse than the cultural appropriation of wearing a Native American headdress to a music festival. Just being a white person on the continent of North America at all. That's actually a worse crime. That's actually a worse crime. And it's like a bunch of people who are murderers all like pointing at the finger at people who are littering. This is this is this is where I've been trying to bring this joke around home to like a Native American crying about litter. But I feel like that's a, 
cultural reference that exists in the cultural zeitgeist of America, but it's like kind of from a commercial before all of us were born. Yeah. You remember from like VH1, I love the 70s though. Uh, well, that's in the schooling. Public school as well? Hell yeah. Doing it big for my puppies, my public school kids. <laughs> oh, shit. Guys, I went to Costco. I got, I got stunted on by a service animal at Costco. <laughs> I got stunted on. I like went into Costco and uh, I'm like, oh, they're sampling Ipuerco ham and Manchego cheese. I want this. And I walked up to the sample station. There's a guy in front of me though. And uh, he has a service dog. And to his credit, it was like an actual like golden retriever in the blue vest. Like it wasn't a pug because he felt sad. It was an actual service dog. And uh, he, there's two samples left on the tray. And uh, he takes one and he eats it. And I'm like, this is my chance. And I move in and he takes the other sample and he feeds it to his fucking dog in front of me, guys. I don't know. I think that animal gets paid exclusively in Costco samples and belly rubs, so. I wanted that Aborgo ham and manchego cheese, guys. This is all the new shit I got working on. I'm trying to do only new shit 2019. Working on it, killing it. Give it up for your host, Warhol. Oh, uh, yeah, we're going to keep the comedy show going. But first, does anyone absolutely have to have a mental breakdown on stage? No. Samazaki. Cool, thanks. Guys, I don't think it's tense enough in here. Let's get that tension back in here. How about that? Shut up. Everyone, stop. <laughs> Cool, I like this, I like this tension. Um, I'm not very kinky, and it makes me insecure because that's what people do these days. They're kinky, right? And I don't like to do that because I think I get too attached to, you know, like it wouldn't work for me. Like if you put handcuffs on me, hide in the key, baby, okay? Cuffed for life, all right? <laughs> that's what I think about that. I feel like that's how you really get a man, you know what I mean? Like when Cosmo talks about swallowing, they actually mean the key. That's what they mean. Swallow the key, never give it back. <laughs> just want to be handcuffed forever. Um, I said something about being not kinky one time and then some lady in the crowd goes, man up, bitch. What? <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't appreciate that that uh, comment. I feel like it has nothing to do with gender, you know? Like, I don't think that that's, 